Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ladies, Ladies and, and gentlemen, 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 but mostly, mostly gentlemen, gentlemen to be more accurate, accurate. Welcome, welcome to the first, first ever, ever, ever Not Glad Media, Media Awards. An award show dedicated to recognizing and honoring sinister, fucked up, and disturbing content, which is also somehow related to LGBTQ stuff. You really, you really missed an opportunity to do the 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 MC from Cabaret, ladies and gentlemen, mesdames and messieurs. You know, the, the entry there that could have been a good way to start. I don't do accents, Paul. Uh, well, nor do I. That was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, I'm Jared, your master of depravity, as always, and I'm joined by the wonderful Paul Carp. Who is unaware as as unaware as all of you guys are as to what is actually happening today? Ooh, ooh what's coming? So ooh. before we get started on today's events, first of all, what am I talking about? What are the Glad Awards? The Glad Awards, as far as I understand it, the Glad Media Awards are some weird American thing where they give awards to filmmakers who are gay and different aspects of the media where people are gay. And it's all about, like, nice, friendly, wonderful representation stuff. This is not that shit. It's the Not Glad Awards. And I realised this morning that I actually should have called it the the Sad Awards, because that's a better joke. This is very uh, on theme, because Brett Easton Ellis in White, uh, which we discussed the other day, has has a long passage about uh, the time that he was uninvited from the Glad Awards uh, and, t- and told not to tweet about it. Oh. So, of course, the first thing he did, uh, the first thing he did was, you know, tweet about getting yeah, disinvited. so we're not listening, we're not dealing with the, like, I mean, I feel like I always shit on Call Me By Your Name. What's another cliched LGBT media representation from the last, like, 10 years or so? Uh, Chris Colfer? There you go, Glee. Glee is not part of this award ceremony. 
We're rewarding the dark, the disturbing, the not very well represented uh, within our awards ceremony. The actual Glad Media Awards have like seven or eight different categories and fuck that, I wasn't going to try and create lists. We do this weekly, I don't have a lot of time, I'm just kind of winging it as I'm, as I'm going along. So, the three categories that we're going to go through today are Outstanding Sinister Representation in Film, where I look at some of the major filmmakers who are gay and are bringing uh, more transgressive, disturbing imagery to cinema. Uh, our next category that we're going to look at is Outstanding Sinister Representation in Online Media, because we're relatively young people and I'm, I'm looking at the kind of viral sensations, sinister sensations of the day. And finally, the last category is the Community Lifetime Achievement Award for Sinister Representation, where the worst people possible <laughs> turn out to be gay. <laughs> and I've actually... <laughs> That, that originally that list was going to include five people, but the three that I picked were, were a bit too yikes <laughs> that, that I really couldn't compare them to anyone else. Is Kevin Spacey on there for trying to deflect uh, sexual harassment allegations with, uh, with Brave no, coming out? No, so these people are so bad that Kevin Spacey looks like an angel in comparison. First category... Outstanding Sinister Representation in Film. It's not easy being undead. Been a sedate for a frat party. We came, now you must come with us. Taste our pleasures. Have I got a rubber? Kev, look at me. I'm all rubber. We have five nominations on this list. And nomination number five is Don... Mancini. Oh, did he direct the, the Chucky movie? He did, he did. Don Mancini was the creator and writer of the first couple of the Child's Play series. Uh, he also, I don't know if you've seen these ones, he also directed the later Child's Play entries, the Bride of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and Cult of Chucky sequels. They're, they're fairly schlocky and, and fairly shit. I didn't know he was a gay man, so researching this and finding this out was quite interesting. Um, apparently he was inspired to create Chucky because he grew up uh, looking at those Cabbage Patch kid dolls, and he said that they had like always freaked him out, and so he decided to create Child's Play as a representation of his, his childhood fears. There's also an upcoming TV series about Chucky that's coming up, which I'm a bit excited for. And there was a shitty reboot that he had nothing to do with. Nomination number four. Clive Barker. No idea. Clive Barker, born in 1952. Uh, he's a filmmaker, he's a writer, he's a visual artist. He is known for creating the Hellraiser series. Um, which we have to review then, if you have not seen the Hellraiser series. Uh, which is... Uh, all about this this particular box, toy box, that people are given. And if they open it up, demons from another dimension called the Cenobites uh, come in and torture them and take their soul away. And it's it's great. It has this, like, very gory, S&M, somewhat gay aesthetic to it. 
I didn't know this, but he also created Candyman. Um, I don't know if you know the Candyman series. Uh, one of the first African-American serial killers. So not the hit song by Aqua. No. <laughs> How disappointing. They might have been inspired by the Candyman series, actually. Uh, if you Have you seen um, Jordan Peele's Us? I have, yes. Yeah, you. it's probably worth seeing the Candyman series because you can see in Us that he's referencing Candyman. He's referencing some of those old, old school films. Okay, I have one that, that you might know. Oh, shit, this is the gimme. All the pressure's on now. Uh, only because you're a snobby private school boy. And this is... <laughs> this, this filmmaker is very like... Ooh, I watch his films because I'm very, very fancy. Okay. Uh, Pierre Paolo Pasolini. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, actually, I know he's an Italian director, but I think I might be getting him mixed up with Federico Fellini because I was going to guess, I was going to guess, is it eight or eight and a half or whatever? No. Uh, why would he be on this list? What's a film of his that is more sinister than anything else? Uh, is it 120 Days of Sodom? It is 120 Days of Sodom. So okay, Salo... I, I cheated because, like, as you were saying his name, I was like, I totally know who that is. And then I was like, shit, and then smashed it into Google. But I have... You s- did know you can't cheat. How but dare I... you? So it's Salo or 120 Days of Sodom. Uh, made in 1975. One of my favourite films, actually. Like, legitimately one of my favourite films. Uh, have you seen it? Nope. It is It is on the most people's lists as being uh, the most disturbing movie ever made, or the most disturbing film ever made. I'll give you the basic premise. It's kind of a sexy premise. I think it's a sexy premise. So, uh, set in World War II Italy... Four fascist libertines round up nine adolescent boys and girls and subject them to 120 days of physical, mental, and sexual torture. Sexy premise. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it sounds it, yeah. Part of, part of the reason I wanted to do the Anti-Glad Awards is I also want the listeners to let us know if they're more intrigued about hearing more about some of these figures. So if you want us to do... A whole episode on a bunch of teenagers getting tortured. Let us know. Let us know if that's what you're into. I understand. All right. Number two. This one you will not know. I don't think. Uh, David Dakota. Never heard of him. Most people probably have never heard of David Dakota. Uh, You may know his films, though, because... Uh, he's known for making homoerotic schlock horror films, and they did weirdly find themselves in Australian blockbusters and video stores and things like that. So, have you heard of the Brotherhood series? No. It's Google the Brotherhood series. I'll give you the the premise of the, of the first Brotherhood film, which was. A college freshman is courted by a secret fraternity of vampires seeking fresh blood. God, the movie posters, all the boys look like they're in boy bands in these movie posters. 
Yeah, he's great. He's great. He knows exactly what he's doing. He he makes these kind of exploitation horror films, which are notoriously bad, uh, but have that aesthetic of exploitation cinema, and they mix it with half-naked boys. So some of the other things that he's known for are uh, Voodoo Academy. The premise of that is that voodoo magic is being used, and the boys are the tools through which the college faculty will try to resurrect Satan. So again, half-naked men jumping about. So other things that he's done, uh, Beastly Boys, Final Stab. He also uh, did some entries in the Puppet Master series. So Child's Play was the successful killer doll series, and then there were all these like shitty spin-offs, and Puppet Master was one of them, <laughs> which are these like little puppets come along. All right, final one on our filmmakers list, and you do know this person. I just had to put him on this list if we were talking about filmmakers. Uh, Bruce LaBruce. Uh, is he the Nightmare in Elm Street 2 guy? No. <laughs> we did do an episode on a Bruce LaBruce film. So, uh, born in 1964, Bruce LaBruce is an artist, writer, filmmaker, and photographer. And his photography is amazing. If you're Googling him right now because you're cheating, go to his photography page and have a look at some of his um, photos. Uh, LaBruce's filmmaking style is a blend of... Oh, L.A. Zombie. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And we did an episode in, I think it was episode four, maybe, um, which was on Otto or Up With Dead People. So, LaBruce's style is to mix explicit pornography Can we with... just start this again? Uh, like, this guy again? And I just cut out that I didn't know who he was. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's more fun if you don't know who he is. But it this makes is you Paul's look... commitment to our podcast, it makes guys. You look, it makes you look silly because I only half listened to the zombie dick one when I was away. I know. I know. Does it make me look silly or yes. does it make you look bad? It makes you look silly. <laughs> no, we're, we're continuing on. We're continuing on. I'm giving this all in. It's all included. Uh, so, LaBruce is known. Explicit gay porn mixed with conventional narrative. His first film, uh, No Skin Off My Ass, was about a punk hairdresser who meets a mute neo-Nazi skinhead and they have sex. And I think that, as his initial um, premise summarizes everything that Bruce LaBruce is all about. His other classics include the Raspberry Rake, which is all about a group of radicals who wish to break from heterosexual norms and form the homosexual intifada. Uh, he's known for his zombie pornos, like Otto Up With Dead People and L.A. Zombie. L.A. Zombie, very infamously, banned in Australia. Uh, and... Most recently, he's collaborated with Cocky Boys. Have you heard of Cocky Boys, Paul? Uh, sadly, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cocky Boys is a gay porn website, and Paul's a dirty pork pervert. Um, and he recently created a, uh, well, a film called It Is Not the Pornographer That Is Perverse, which is a collection of four short films, including performers from Cocky Boys. So, Bruce the Bruce, good, sinister representation. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Moving away from traditional media onto online media. Why would you do that? I don't want to watch it anymore. Uh, Paul might be better at this one. He's youthful. He understands how the youth do online things. Don't worry, a lot of this online media stuff is like from when we were teenagers. So you should get this, I think. Unless you weren't a cool teenager. <laughs> he looks scared. <laughs> uh, so by online media, I'm talking about the internet and social media posts and websites and things like that. So... Uh, number five on my list is Mr. Hands. Uh, his real name is, uh, Kenneth Pinion. He was born in 1960. He died in 2005. Uh, what did he die of? Well, Pinion, or Mr. Hands, was known for making zoophilic pornography, in particular with a horse. He did this in collaboration with, a truck driver friend, I don't know why that's relevant, but they always mention that in the reports, named James Tate. Uh, James Tate filmed a number of occasions where um, Pinion was having receptive anal sex with a stallion. Uh, oh, I've screwed this up. The stallion was named Mr. Hands. <laughs> uh, and on the 2nd of July, yeah, Paul's doing his cool, cool kid moves. On the 2nd of July, 2005, Tate was filming Pinion in the act of getting fucked by a horse and uh, Pinion suffered internal injuries as a result of a perforated colon. Horse cocks are big and he moved a certain way and it penetrated through his colon and he ended up dying of his injuries. Um, meanwhile, when news of the story broke, all the pornographic images of uh, Kenneth Pinion getting fucked by Mr. Hands were leaked all over the internet, and they have online infamy even up to today. I had heard that someone had done that, but again, I just didn't know the name. I'm pretty sure you can look it up now. I think it's still on there. Oh, look, no, 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 you put me on the spot. I'm not going to know. <laughs> Next on our list, possibly the most disturbing of the people on our list, I would say so. Uh, Luca Magnotta. He's a Canadian murderer, but I don't know anything beyond that. So he is a Canadian murderer. Uh, he killed and dismembered a man by the name of Lin Jun, who was a Chinese international student. Uh, Luke Magnotta has an interesting history. He was, he, he was desperate to be famous. He worked in gay porn for a little bit. Uh, and then he got infamy originally for uploading videos of him on the internet drowning kittens. 
that's how he initially got his infamy and he obviously enjoyed that fame so much that he uh, tied up Lin Jun and uh, killed him and filmed killing him with an ice pick. Uh, he then dismembered Lin Jun and sent his body parts to a number of elementary schools and political party offices. Uh, so people received body parts in the mail. And most infamously, the... What political purpose was this in attempting to... I don't know if it had a political purpose behind it other than him just getting more attention uh, because he did upload the video of him killing Lin Jun under the name One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. Obviously parroting the... A reference to One Cup. Two Girls, One Cup. Yes, dark one for the list. And if you want us to do a full episode on him, I'm more, ha- more than happy to do it. Just request it away. Was he was it, was he satisfied with the result? Well, I mean, did he did he get what he wanted, or was he upset that everyone hated him? I think he was a, a, unsurprisingly. I think he was a sociopath. So I feel like he um, probably would never be satisfied, no matter the amount of attention that he was getting. But obviously, any attention to him was was good. He was happy with any of that sensation that he was getting. And that's how he escalated from, you know, drowning cats to to um, killing someone on screen. Yikes. Moving on. Yeah, big yikes for that one. Moving on to number three. Uh, similar theme, less disturbing because I double-checked and no one died. Uh, one man, one jar. It's a infamous shock video in which a man inserts a glass jar into his anus. Uh, No glass in the arse is a good (laughs) slogan because that glass jar breaks whilst it's in his anus and then he then has to pull out shards of glass. Uh, This was all filmed. After he'd obviously gone to the emergency room, he got his film that he just filmed, then uploaded it to the internet. Uh, and he is still alive. There was concerns that he may have died from internal injuries. He's still alive because he is still uploading uh, different things, uh, different types of genital torture and stuff to this day on the shock porn website eFucked. Another, another thing for the for the... For the list to, to, for me to watch in my free time. Yeah, one man, one jar. Uh, number two on our list, another one that you know at least from me, but I don't know if you've ever gone to the website. Chris Corder. Uh, you've heard me talk about the Church of Euthanasia. Uh, yes, yeah. So uh, Chris Corder is, and I think this is, this is a podcast first, Chris Corder is a trans woman... Uh, the reason we're, we're not bringing up uh, that many trans people on the podcast is that, like, I feel like they're doing it quite tough at the moment <laughs> and, like, associating them yeah, with... We're punching, we're punching up to... Well, we're punching to on our level. Evil, evil gay men rather than <laughs> punching down. Yeah, yeah, we're punching on our level. We don't often bring up trans people because they feel like they don't need the, the bad press. Gay men are fine. They'll be fine. Uh, Caught a trans woman... Uh, anti-natalist activist and Paul and I have had discussions about anti-natalism anti-natalism is the idea that it is morally wrong to bring new life into the world because life is more suffering than it is pleasure um, and part of quarters you have to say that with a French nihilist accent. I do I need to get like a uh, long life neck is suffering. Uh. like a black long neck uh, yeah. quarter 
is the co-founder of the Church of Euthanasia, and they have a website. Paul, uh, Google the Church of Euthanasia and go to their website. Yep, what of it? The one commandment, thou shalt not procreate. Yep. What do you Human see? population, 7.6 billion and counting up. The four pillars are suicide, abortion, cannibalism, and sodomy. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> I see. A plane flying into the Twin Towers and a woman with her mouth open showing her tongue. Prevent AIDS. Aim for the chin. Uh, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, that web uh, snuff. There's snuff on it. Yep. What What else am I looking? No, for? they're the main points. Uh, this is why that website has gotten a bit of infamy. Um, it used to be uh, a lot more explicit. I think they've tamed it down a bit. But the oh, save the planet, kill yourself, uh, which I would not recommend. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, the Church of Euthanasia has some very controversial views that it expresses. Corda has been known to go to protest events with expressions like save the planet, kill yourself, and my favourite, eat a queer fetus for Jesus. Um, she would go to Westboro <laughs> Baptist Church rallies dressed as a nun with that as her slogan. Uh, you should eat it straight fetus because th- they're more likely to reproduce. I don't know. Gays are doing it these days as well. We're all part of the problem, Paul. We all need to stop procreating. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, the four pillars of the Church of Euthanasia, suicide, abortion, cannibalism, and sodomy. Uh, and they have whole treaties explaining how that's that's the morally right thing to do. Oddly enough, they are an environmental organization, ostensibly in that the whole point of the Church of Euthanasia is to reduce population numbers so that we can live in a more sustainable society. And so this is why I'm okay with including quarter, even though we, we generally won't cover many notorious trans people, uh, because I think she's, she's trying to do some good, just in a very uh, outside-the-box way. We didn't want to focus on birth control or any of the many ways to decrease the population that don't involve encouraging people to kill themselves. It's a lot less edgy if you talk about birth control, Paul. Mm. What about encouraging sodomy? Oh, well, we're on a unity ticket. (laughs) Uh, Paul Karp of The Guardian, notable supporter of the Church of Euthanasia. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you've got one of those smiles of like, you're cutting that out, Jared. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) All right, final one for our online media list. I'm hoping you might know this one. Uh, I was struggling to find another one, and then I was like, what's what's a gay shock thing that I remember from my teenage years? Lemon Party. Lemon Party is a shock site displaying... Are oh, you reading the Wikipedia? <laughs> in a bed, kissing and performing oral sex. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. And this was the thing that teenage boys used to think was so horrifying back in the day. Uh, So Lemon Party was a website from the early 2000s. All it shows is a bunch of elderly men getting it on. Um, And then sometimes they played the doo-wop song, If You Want to Be Happy, over the top of it. Why is it called the Lemon Party? Is it because their mouths are over their teeth or something? I actually don't know. Like that. 
Is that what they look like? Okay, I'm going to Google it now, because you're too what? much of a pussy to Google it, so I'm going to Google it. Well, I did Google it. It's just all the first responses are just things that explain the meme very poorly. Oh, okay, I can see the image now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's nothing really lemon-related. Honestly, this is just me in, like, 40 years. <laughs> I'm happy for them. Fuck you, teenage boys. That is why Lemon Party is our number one. I don't. I haven't been rating these. This is. This has been a bit of a is nightmare. Is that like? Is that like Rick Rolling? Shouldn't really be a bad thing because it's actually a great song. You know. Is that? I think that's what it's, it's like. It's an okay song. I don't know if I'm going to say it's a great song. All right, Paul, are you ready for some rough stuff? This has been. This has been Babysitter. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. Let's go. All right. So. It's now time for the Community Lifetime Achievement Award for Sinister Representation. This is for gay men that have done the worst for representation and inclusivity for the gay community. I'm starting off somewhat light with a mass shooter. <laughs> Howard Unrah, arguably America's first widely publicized mass shooter, um, came to infamy in 1949 in Camden, New Jersey. He had a number of gripes with local people in the town most of which was just because uh, he had told them to do something and they hadn't followed through and he was annoyed with them. So he got a gun and went into the town square and killed 13 people with a gun, including three children. By most true crime estimates, this is the turning point in America in relation to mass shootings. And the first big mass shooting in America was done by a gay man. one i wonder if you can guess uh what this guy's all about um ernst julius gunther rom german military officer member of the nazi party crucial in uh the rise of the nazi party he was a personal friend of hitler who knew that he was gay he was a very openly gay man um he also headed up the of strumbler which were known as the SA, which were different from the SS. So the SA, I view kind of like the secret service of the Nazis. So they like the rallies and things like that, they protected the Nazis and the major officials associated with that. Um, There was controversy about the SA and there was tension between the SA and the SS and other senior Nazi officials. And uh, Rom was killed in the Night of the Long Knives in 1934. All right, are we we ready for, for the final one? Louis Garavito, also known as the Beast. He is officially the world's most prolific serial killer alleged to have killed over 300 victims 
mostly um, street kids in South America, uh, teenagers as well as young boys. Um, arguable whether or not he was a gay man, but he is described as a homosexual pedophile, so he, he was after teenage boys and, and young boys. Um, but yeah, the, the most prolific serial killer to have ever lived was gay. Not going to see that. Uh, no, I was... I, <laughs> you Googling? just going to say, like, how are we going to, like, frame this so that we don't get cancelled? That's what I was thinking. No, we're, they're pieces of shit. We're, we're like, yeah, we're not trying to... <laughs> I'm not saying he's no, awesome. No no. no, 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 no. I know you're not celebrating it, but you, you do seem to be driving out that the worst of everything is, you know... This is the Not Glad Awards. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the uh, first ever Not Glad Media Awards. Uh, If you want us to do an in-depth of any of the nominees and recipients of our different categories, let us know. Uh, Until then, stay sinister. (laughs) 